You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Okay, so this is our first official episode of Players vs. Pixels. We have sort of a zero episode that probably will never be heard by anyone but us. It's Uh, in the dark. The EP (laughs) zero. But hey, that's all right. Um, Okay, so there's a lot of things that have been going on this weekend. Or this weekend. This week. Uh, but especially this weekend. Yeah. It's a pretty big weekend for for those of us that made it in to the supposed guaranteed, not so guaranteed thing that we will be discussing. <laughs> um alright. So why don't we start out just going over some of the news for the week? Sounds good to me, man. Let's do it. All right, so here are the things that I saw that were interesting uh, this week. Uh, Let's see. First and foremost, there's an article came out. uh, I saw it on Kotaku that during the Steam Winter Sale, uh, there was kind of like a alternate reality game going on with steam that just unlocked a badge uh called red herring so basically it was just steam putting together this alternate reality game for people to put put together the clues and basically just get nothing out of it just uh oh haha you followed the clues and it led to nothing but Apparently, for the last few years, um, some indie games have been doing the same thing, and nobody noticed. And those games include Crypt of the Necro Dancer, The Magic Circle, Mini Metro, Kingdom of Loathing, and Legend of Dungeon. And they all um, have, like, an eye symbol in them um that shows up and like people have data mined the games and stuff and come up with puzzle pieces and so far four of them have been found from the looks of it um and a bunch of people have you know made the joke like oh Half-Life 3 confirmed and Frog Fractions (laughs) 2 You know, stuff that people have been wanting for a while. Um, And then a lot of other people were like, oh, you know, this is just some big coincidence. It's nothing. So they reached out to one of the developers. um, Oh, yeah, one of Mini Metro's developers. And they replied, there is a solution. You'll know when you find it. You have all the information you need. Which has led people to think that maybe there's still more puzzle pieces that need to be found, or, you know, maybe people just haven't figured it out yet. So, I mean, no matter what, it's interesting. 
and definitely something to keep an eye on. Okay, now I've not heard of this. Um, I'm just looking through um, the article on Kotaku now. Are the these games do not share the same developer? Correct. correct. Do they share the same publisher? Do we know? I don't believe they do. Okay, so they're seemingly minus this eye puzzle. Seemingly, they're unrelated. Minus this, right? They're just which is pretty intriguing. Indie games that you know maybe these indie developers got together and were like, hey, you know, maybe we can do this fun thing. And once people get wind of it, it'll probably help cross-promote our games. Like, if somebody buys Mm. one of our games and then they get wind of this puzzle, they'll want to buy all of our games so that, you know, maybe they can get in on this puzzle and try and figure it out. Which I think is brilliant. I, I no, that absolutely could be, and, and and either way, that is pretty brilliant. Especially if that was their whole intent and purpose of doing this. However, I have another possible solution to this. Okay, it's kind of interesting that this news surfaces the same week that The Witness is released, which oh. is a huge puzzle game by uh, was it Jonathan Blow, I believe, the creator of Braid. Right. So I'm almost wondering if these people maybe are somehow related to that game. Probably not. I'm just trying to make a giant conspiracy theory out of puzzle games. <laughs> that because that's what the witness is about, and uh, it's true. I haven't got to I haven't got to partake of it myself just yet. It's definitely on my list of games to get to. Uh, it's definitely on my list of shit I need to play in 2015 for sure. And quite frankly, <laughs> uh, it looks amaze balls. 2016, yeah, there we go. That's what year we're in now because you know that just happened. But I mean, if you um, have the ability to go back and play it during 2015, then do it. Well, I do because I ju- I'm just solving this eye puzzle, and it's actually uh, you know quantum theory on on uh, time travel. So, uh, so we got that going for us. We just discovered that. Well, there no, we but go. Uh, this certainly sounds pretty interesting, and it's like you said in looking at the article, it definitely seems as if there are still pieces out in the wild, and uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. Uh, it also kind of reminds me a lot of uh, like Ready Player One. Because that's a big part of of that book is, you know, hunting for clues and connecting, you know, mysteries together for different games and genres. And uh, it's pretty freaking awesome. I had that same thought, but that's because I just finished Ready Player One the last week or two ago. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So that's cool. Do Do you yourself have any... Uh, kooky theories on uh, on what this might be. I mean, do you think it's going to be the plot of Star Wars Episode Eight? I mean, like, do you <laughs> do you have any do you have any idea of what what you think this might be? Uh, I, you know, I I don't think it's going to be anything spectacular. Like like I said, I think that it's probably just something fun that these developers came up with that could also help them. Um you know get people to buy their games like help each other out um Mm -hmm. because they're all indie developers Um, sure and like most of those games actually are ones that i was already interested in like crypt of the necro dancer and um the magic circle like i was already 
really interested in those games because they look really cool. Um, there was a Twitch streamer uh, by the name of King Radnoff, I believe, and uh, that's he was my introduction to Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Uh, he actually like played it for a few seconds while he was having a problem with another game, like updating or something like that. And I was like, "What the heck is this game? Like, this seems super awesome." So yeah, like that one definitely looks super cool. I'm I'm really not familiar with these other ones. Um, the Magic Circle, Mini Metro, Kingdom of Loathing, Legend of Dungeon. I'm, I've not heard of any of these, but now I'm like really, really curious to go and take a look at these. Not not because I'm going to try to solve this puzzle, because quite frankly, I, I don't have the patience or time to do that right now. But right. I'm definitely curious to see what the rest of these games are, and I'm I'm really curious to see if someone from the gaming community out there actually does manage to piece something together and you know, how cool or how disappointing it's going to be when they do. Well, I, I do know about uh, the Magic Circle and Legend of Dungeon. Mini Metro and Kingdom of Loathing I'm not familiar with. So the Magic Circle is, well, at least from the trailer, is basically like you're playing a game that isn't released yet, but it's like, hmm. a, like a beta game. and Nice. Um, throughout it, like weird glitches and stuff happen. And, uh, like in the trailer, um, you see this person playing this game and they're like, Oh, that enemy got put in there. I thought we deleted that, like different things like that. It looks really cool. Nice. Um, and that certainly sounds pretty awesome though. Yeah. I'm totally not doing it justice though. So like, Look up the trailer. I uh, definitely, I definitely will. I will definitely check all of these games out. Like they, they instantly just became on my radar. Yeah, and Legend of Dungeon is like a roguelike dungeon crawler. So I mean, those are fun, but not really my type of game. Um, but a lot of people have said that it's really good. So. So I was just looking through the comments on there really quickly, and uh, it's pretty funny because uh, this guy named uh, Whipping Post, and it says 315, so I don't know what that is, but I guess that's his name. Um says, what if Half-Life 3 is done and finished, but they won't <laughs> release it until someone has solved this puzzle? <laughs> and then it's like, I, I have to really kind of laugh at that because it actually would be pretty funny if... Obviously, I don't think that's the case, but it would be pretty funny if that was the case. And then we had graphics from like 1998 or something. You know what I mean? Like the game's oh, actually yeah. been done like ever since Half Life Two came out, and then you know they've literally been sitting on this thing for that. Like it would just be hilarious. But um, I, would I really be. don't think that's the case. But it would be pretty funny. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Um, let's see. Okay, so the next thing that I saw that was interesting is uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Mutants in Manhattan. Um, they released a trailer for it after having numerous leaks. Um, for the past month or so, they've had leaks of, like, the the achievements and, you know, some, like, cover art and different things. And it's mm -hmm. being put out by platinum games who just did transformers devastation um that transformers cell-shaded game that looks 
just like Generation 1 Transformers that we all know and love uh, and is like a beat-em-up game. So that's what they're doing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I am really looking forward to it because the trailer looks fantastic. Now, is this at all in any way, shape, or form based off of the the films they did? It doesn't appear to be because they have more nice. of a classic style to them. Okay, very cool. Because, yeah, I, I haven't seen the the remakes, but I heard some, some very mixed uh, reviews about them and things like that. So I was just curious. You know, I... <sighs> I wasn't expecting to enjoy that remake movie as much as I did. Like I, there was really only like one part that really bugged me. And it was, uh, there's this one scene that everybody loves where the turtles are like in an elevator going up and, you know, you would think that it would just be them like standing there waiting. And then all of a sudden, like, Raph just starts, like, making a beat. And then the rest of the turtles join in and they make, like, this impromptu song while they're going up in the elevator. And, like, it's a great scene, super enjoyable. The one problem that I had with the movie is that scene, though, because Raph starts it out. Like, in my mind, Raph absolutely would have joined in on it but he wouldn't have been the one to start that right no i I would agree with that i would say that that's completely true also i would say uh i just want to say obviously half-life 2 was back in 2004 so it would not have been 98 it would be like 2006 so i I just want to say that before (laughs) everybody starts hating on me i do know half-life came out in 2000s okay so it it was just a comment it was a joke um, but no, I totally agree with you. Obviously, uh, Raphael's kind of more of the, he's more of kind of like what they would call in comedy, the straight, the straight guy, you know, right. like he's the one that's not like really being the joke, but I definitely could see him going along with it. Yeah. He's definitely the more bitter of, of the turtles. Like it's very, very dry most of the time. Yes. Which is just bad for turtles. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, <laughs> they could, you know, go in or out of water as they choose. So, yeah, um, that game so far is looking awesome. It's definitely on my radar. Uh, a lot of people have loved Transformers Devastation. I've heard, like, nothing but good things about that game. And it looks like they're, you know, following it up with a great TMNT game. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I would I would have to second uh, that. I've I've heard uh, nothing but good things about the Transformer game, and and I think that's great. And it looks like this game's probably going to be in really good hands, which is uh, also uh, also really good because uh, I think you know we both grew up on Ninja Turtles, and you know I think it's fantastic to see them always still be in the spotlight and and still have you know younger generations and stuff like that love the content. So like that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next thing is Homefront the Revolution, the sequel to Homefront. Um, which yes, can... which was originally, I believe, a THQ game, and then they went bankrupt, and this actually got picked up by another developer. Yes, I believe you're yeah. right. Which um, I think is a good thing. Yeah, probably. 
I know that we both were interested in the original game. Um, yes, absolutely. But then, you know, we didn't have, like, enough people that were interested in it, so we just didn't get around to it. Which tends to be the trend of, of gaming groups. You you either have to... It, it can be really difficult. You either have to buy some games and play some games that you necessarily weren't really excited for, uh, and vice versa. So, you know, that's just how it goes. Yeah. So... <laughs> There's some news that came out this week that I think you'll be really uh, excited to hear. Ooh, awesome. Okay, I'm ready. Hit so, me with it. What you got? The original Homefront. You know, they had the competitive multiplayer just like pretty much every, every first-person shooter. shooter has. <laughs> this game, instead of competitive multiplayer, it's going to have four-player online co-op. Yes. Hell Yes. <laughs> I'm all about this. That's I, honestly, that's fantastic, and and I, I'm I'm good with where we're at for 2016. But I do want to say this note to developers: 2017. Let's look at eight, eight player co-op. Yes, absolutely. It, it can be scalable. I mean, let's you know it could be scalable. We can scale it from you know one to eight, anywhere in between. But I'm sorry, this three you know three man fire team yeah, that's bullshit. It's just bullshit. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder which game specifically you're referencing with that. It could be any of them. It could it, be any of them. It really no could. One, There's, no one will ever know which, there, which game I'm, I'm referencing. There are so many games that use the term three-man fire team. <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, yeah, like I, I, I am totally excited for, for this. Uh, it looks good from what I've seen. Hearing the fact that it's going to be four-player uh, cooperative is just absolutely fantastic. Like, I am all about that. Um, obviously, we still play competitive games and stuff, but my personal tastes have moved away from that and have moved more into um, games where it kind of really forces you to work as a team and as a unit. I find that to be more challenging than going against other players. So yeah. for me, like, that's the enjoyment that I'm starting to get is, like, trying to really build up the the team and, like, really work on, you know, coordinating stuff and you know that that will probably change here or there as as my gaming career continues. But for right now, my my flavor of gaming has definitely moved into co op experiences. So I'm I'm excited to hear that they're doing this too. So so that's really good news for for you, me, and and the rest of our gaming group that's interested in uh, Homefront. So that should be pretty badass. Oh no, I absolutely agree with you. Like I I also have kind of moved away from the competitive. Uh, aspect of gaming like every now and then i'll get that urge and i'll jump into like pvp on destiny or something and i'll either do really well for a while or more likely do really terribly and then kind of gradually improve but yeah it doesn't last very long for me usually i'll be like oh okay i'm done with these matches for a while again now yeah, totally understandable. So this is actually being developed, uh, I believe, by Deep Silver, um, which oh, they yeah. actually did. Um, oh man, they did uh, the. Um, I have this game, and I enjoy the hell out of it, and I'm drawing a complete blank on it right now. Saints Row. Um, yeah, that's not the one I was thinking of. Um, it's a zombie game they just did. 
Son of a gun. <laughs> I, I believe they did Dead Island, the, the first one, and then they're doing one now, and I like I literally cannot remember Oh, yeah, the name they did it. do Dead Island. Uh, yeah, but Dying they, they Light? have a new Is one. Is that out. the one you're Dying Light, about? yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I should just literally drown myself in my water bottle right now. That's so embarrassing. Yes, Dying Light. Dying Light. I'm pretty sure that they did. Di- I'm, I'm pretty sure that was them. I'm, I could be wrong. That wouldn't be uh, the first time, and it absolutely won't be the last time, especially on this podcast. You know, the yeah. fact-checking people are going to come out of the woodworks and stake me to their digital pitchforks. So, you know, that, and that's okay. That's fine. You can correct yeah, me. Yeah, uh, the developer is Techland, the publisher is Techland, and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. So, so totally wrong. But they did do Dead Sailor. Island, right? They did do Dead Island. Okay, well, there I'm we go. I'm almost positive, but I'm going to look yeah. it up right now just to be sure. Double check it. Let's get it right right now. I could have swore that was it. But, yes, okay, they did Saints Row for sure, though, right? Uh, uh, yes, they did. Okay, okay. All right. so Dead Here Island is the same developers as Dying Light. They're both Techland, but, yeah, the oh. publisher is different. The publisher for Dead Island is Deep Silver. Oh, well, there we go. Okay, there we go. But I knew they were linked somehow, so I wasn't. I wasn't completely wrong, but I was still pretty wrong. So, so there you have it. The name was familiar, though. Yes. Anyway, that is fantastic, um, fantastic news. So then, that's probably the, the case with this. This is actually probably being published by Deep Silver, and it's probably being done by someone else. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that would be my um, guess. So then another interesting game um, that I saw was called Dangerous Golf, which the name tells you everything you need to know. You're playing golf. It's dangerous. Awesome. (laughs) It's from the creators of Burnout. um, And like from what I've seen, you play in ridiculous locales like one course is like a china shop and you can That's hit a around place to play golf fireballs um yeah it yes. just looks like over the top fun silly sports game which that's about the only way that i'll play a sports game is if it's just ridiculous and fun well yeah i mean that's why i think we all loved uh rocket league so much right is it's just this i mean i don't really watch soccer i definitely don't play soccer in real life i maybe have played a soccer video game somewhere here or there however rocket league when you take tiny little rc cars that can explode and put them into an area and and make them play soccer somehow just magically becomes awesome so moving golf out of the traditional you know 18 uh, whole courses and into china shops and other things with fireballs and explosives that just sounds pretty freaking cool right Uh, now is this going to be um you know, is this going to be PC only? Is this you know going to consoles? Like, does it? Do we know? What are we looking uh, at here? Uh, based on the fact that it's from the same people as Burnout, I would say that it's going to be on everything. That I would say that's a safe bet. I haven't guess. seen much about what it's coming to, or really anything other than fireballs in a china shop. Um, nice. 
But really, you that's, that. that's all I needed to know. Like, I yeah, didn't you, need to know anything else. You definitely had me at golf, flaming balls, china shop. Like, that sounds like a great time <laughs> to me, honestly. I'm not going to lie about it. Absolutely. Um, okay. Have you heard about this game, Downwell? Um, no. Does not ring any bells. Okay. So it's a game that looks very much like it would be at home on the NES or like a a Game Boy or something. Okay. It's had like a huge following on PC. Um, spoilers, the game is about a boy traveling down a well. Awesome, I think. With gun boots strapped to his feet um so as he's falling there's enemies and you like shoot your gun boots at them or when you jump the gun boots go off to like give you extra boost and stuff it's a fun game it uh was released on android this week Hmm. so i picked it up and had some fun playing it so is this strictly a mobile game then? I mean, like, so when you're saying it was just recently released on Android, I'm assuming that that means that it's been out on iOS for a while. Is that correct? Or uh, I'm not sure because I don't have... Right, no, yeah, fair enough. Apple devices. Um, fair enough. It very well might be. I know that it's been on PC for a while. Okay, so that's that may be where it originated from then. So it's not right. strictly just a mobile game. And it's it's coming to consoles, is that correct? We're uh, getting it on the, the Play I, Store or something? Oh, maybe not. I haven't the seen The Play anything. Store is Google's store. Yeah, that's right. probably what. Right, yeah. Because when I hear the Play Store, I think the PlayStation Store. But that's, again, just, just me. Understandable. So, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's close. It's close. It's it's a, like I feel like companies need to get better at naming their things. Like I mean, like when it, when YouTube came out, I was like, hey, we're doing YouTube Red. I instantly thought, holy crap, they're doing a porn based YouTube. Like, what is happening in the world? Because every time you hear the Red Band trailers or you know whatever, you instantly assume it with you know heavier content and you know more R rated or adult content. So I was like, oh, that seems like a really weird move for for Google to be doing that. And yeah, they're totally not. It's just a subscription-based ad-free YouTube that also lets you lock your screen device and still keep playing in the background. So not at all what I thought based on the name. So maybe, you know, maybe that's my problem with the Google Play and the the PlayStation Store. Not that similar, but somehow my brain, they they are. I don't know. It's weird. You know, it's completely understandable. Um, they started out with the Android App Store, and then they went to Google Play Store, and I think that was a misstep. But that's yep. just my opinion. <laughs> they make billions of dollars, so who am I to tell yeah. them what I'm they're sure doing? I'm sure they have someone that knows what they're doing, and it's definitely not us. <laughs> uh, speaking of Google, though. Yeah. Google has been working on artificial intelligence um their yes. deep mind project yeah they've been working and on that for a while yeah this week they hit a major milestone with it hmm. um they got their deep mind to beat one of the best players of the game go which is an ancient chinese game similar to othello 
Um, is that like the ones you play with, like the the little stones? The yeah, like black and white stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, apparently, it's one of the most complicated games in the world because there's like the possibility of moves are in the millions in a very mm-hmm. conservative number. Um, right. Yeah. And so they would they would thus be teaching the the computer not only the rules of the game, but then you also have to teach it strategies and how to identify strategies that other people would be using and then how to combat those strategies. So when you think in terms of, of you know, artificial intelligence, uh, I, th- I do think I remember hearing something about this where, you know, this was like one of the most difficult things to try and actually teach an AI. Uh, so that's actually pretty impressive that they managed to accomplish that. Like, that's pretty cool. Right. Um and they are going to be doing like an exhibition match with DeepMind versus the number one world ranked player. Um, awesome. Sometime. So it's kind of like, you know, Bobby Fischer against IBM's. Right. Uh, what was that? What was the name of that AI? All I can think of now is Watson, because that's their latest thing they're pushing, isn't it? The yeah, all I can yeah. think of is was deep it Big thought, Blue or something that's... like that? Big Blue, I don't remember. It's not Watson. The one that that's the Bobby Fisher. That's the current one. Yeah, Watson's the current one. I think they. I, I do think they had a different no, named uh, one back in the day. Was it Big Blue? Deep Blue. Deep Blue? I think you're right. Yeah, which is, yeah. So we were both like 25% right. Yeah, and I was thinking Deep Thought, which I knew was from fucking Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> the answer is hey, 42. Reference, so It is, absolutely. No, that's, that's really cool, though. And, and I think that's really cool, too, because they've also been working a lot on their autonomous driving cars, which is something I'm particularly excited for. I think you know, the faster we can get real humans out from behind the wheels of cars and, and not driving the better and safer we'll all be. So I think that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. I and you know, if they can, more. you know, beat my ass at a game of go also when, <laughs> you know, and I think, I think, you know, eventually it's pretty cool too, because this might actually eventually also trickle its way into, into game development to where we actually start seeing like very good, very re- realistic AI in NPCs and things like that. So, I mean, imagine how frightening, uh, in a good way, that would be if we get to a point to where we almost can't tell the difference between actual players and artificially intelligent NPCs. That would be quite the awesome day for gaming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? So I think you also had some stuff that we could talk on real quick, which was uh, obviously, you know, um, we're both very big into console gaming. and You know, we do PC gaming as well. Like, honestly, I don't think any gaming is off our, our radar. We do mobile and everything. Uh, but there was the new lineup of the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 games for February because they, you know, those of you who maybe don't know, they give away, you know, free games each month when you have a subscription to either Xbox Live or uh, the PlayStation Network. Right. And uh, so I don't know, what what is Microsoft going to be giving out in February? All right. So for 
their Xbox One lineup, they have Hand of Fate, which is a game that I've been looking at for a while because it has a really cool premise. Uh, It's procedurally generated, and it's basically a deck-building RPG adventure. So, like, you're running around in a dungeon, you know, as a character, everything's 3D. But once you start fighting, everything kind of becomes like a card game. So, like, you're drawing cards to deal damage and stuff. Like, it, it's really difficult to explain, but it looks really cool. And I, it's, I've had it uh, on my list for a while. So it's really cool that they're giving it away for free this month, and I'm definitely going to be picking it up. Awesome. Um, they also have Styx Master of Shadows, which is a stealth game. Uh, it's like a stealth similar. platformer. Yeah, kind of similar to yeah. like Assassin's Creed, but you play as like a goblin. It's a little goblin dude. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. We, uh, they gave it out on uh, on PlayStation uh, like uh, months and months and months ago. And yeah, uh, I downloaded it and gave it a playthrough on that. And it's actually a really fun little game. Like it's it's definitely worth a playthrough for sure. Especially if you're into kind of like the stealth and platforming elements, I would definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't already. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they also have Sacred Citadel, which I believe is tied into the Sacred series, which is like a an RPG type series. But this nice. looks more like it's a more of a two and a half D side scroller. Um, it That's looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks interesting. And then Gears of War two, they're nice giving away. Very nice. Well, Which, if you have an Xbox, congratulations! You definitely have some pretty great games in the lineup for free stuff this coming February. So that's pretty badass. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I should also mention that Sacred Citadel and Gears of War 2 are being released for the Xbox 360 as their free games, but Xbox One emulates the 360, so you can also play those games on the Xbox One. Oh, that's very cool. Very good news. So on the PlayStation side of the coin, um, for at least uh, the PS4, you have uh, Helldivers and Nom Nom Galaxy. Uh, Helldivers is another game that I has been on my radar for quite a while, and just due to certain you know restrictions of time and things like that, I haven't gotten around to actually picking it up. However, I'm definitely going to be picking it up now and uh, hopefully getting some time to check it out. I believe it's four-player co-op, if I'm not mistaken. So that's like, again going back to it right up my alley right now so i definitely want to check that out uh nom nom galaxy i am not familiar with that at all have you heard anything about that or it's made by the the same people that do the pixel junk series um Mm -hmm. it's actually part of the pixel junk series i guess even though it's not named the same way that all the other ones are like pixel junk shooter and pixel junk monster and whatever the hell else yeah um it's it looks like it's kind of in the vein of like terraria um but more of like a farmville type thing so like you're managing like a an interstellar cafe 
type thing and you want to like make bigger business um so it's it's definitely like a resource management game which is fun to play um for sure but yeah totally not my go-to no i totally agree it's definitely not not something that i probably would get to or you know i mean i probably would get to it eventually but it's it's not something i would move other games out of the way to get to but if you're into that type of stuff you know it could be something worth checking out especially since you get to download it for free so that's pretty cool yeah and i mean it visually it it looks great like pixel junk always does a good job on making their their art style very appealing definitely definitely all right so um did you have anything else that you wanted to cover for that oh um i think playstation 3 is getting hell divers as well yeah Uh, grid autosport persona 4 arena and then uh, on the vita also hell divers was it lemmings touch and nova 111 yes um so yeah grid autosport is a racing game looks good uh, arena or persona 4 arena ultimax is what the playstation is getting this month um and like i'm aware of persona the persona series um mm-hmm. but this game i until i saw a trailer for it i thought that it was going to be a completely different game because the rest of the persona series is kind of like a an rpg like you assemble a team kind of thing and you know do missions and whatnot this one is like a a straight up fighting game in that series Hmm. so like it's and it looks good like it looks uh kind of like the you know snk or capcom fighter games which i love those style of fighters so i'm definitely picking that game up and I'm going to, you know, give it a go or several hundred. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, dude. Lemmings coming on the PS Vita is also amazing because Lemmings is one of my favorite uh, games ever. <laughs> it was one of the first games that I ever played and really kind of got me hooked into video games. And Nova 111 is... I know that I've seen a trailer on it. I think it's kind of like a Metroidvania type of game. Um, Like you're piloting a little ship around and trying to figure things out or something. Um, But yeah, not particularly interested in that one. But I'm sure there are people who are interested in that and are looking forward to it. So definitely, yeah, I would say that that's a very good point. Um, let's see. Oh, Insomniac Studios. Um, they did the Ratchet and Clank series and Sunset Overdrive more recently. They are doing a game being published by GameStop. Oddly enough. 
This is I did I did read about that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty strange, honestly, to see that GameStop's getting into the publishing world. Yeah, so it's called Song of the Deep, and it's going to be their first um, the first game that GameStop publishes, and it's again a Metroidvania style game where you know you're traveling around underwater having adventures it looks interesting but i'm not particularly a fan of the metroidvania style of games every now and then there's one or two that catches my eye but most of them i'm like oh okay i i played metroid and i played castlevania and both of those games frustrated the hell out of me so i'm i'm good Ah, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree with you. I'm right there with you in the same boat, man. Absolutely. However, uh, a type of game that always has my interest is a cyberpunk game because I just love cyberpunk settings and themes. And Hard Reset is one of those games that Whenever somebody throws out, oh, what's a good cyberpunk game? They always throw out Hard Reset. Um, it was released in 2011. Um, it was PC exclusive. It was an FPS. It's coming to uh, consoles uh, soon. So probably either this year, late this year or next year. Um, and they're like remastering it. It's tar- titled Hard Reset Redo or Redux, however you pronounce it. <laughs> I think some people will do it either or. I think that's pretty 50 50. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. So they're going to be bringing this out to the, the latest generation of consoles pretty soon. So I think that's pretty awesome. I would I would agree with you. I think this is a really cool game. Kind of a, like what is a Deus Ex Machina. Like those were uh, awesome games. And, you know, we're getting another one of those fairly soon here too. So, yeah. And then, you know, CD Projekt Red has also been developing a cyberpunk game for quite a while now. Yes. Uh, I remember, and it's actually based off the pen and paper uh, game. And, uh, you know, we saw stuff for that years ago at this point and uh, still no word on uh, what's going on with it. I think they were picking up development right after Witcher 3 took off. So, um, yeah, I'd say let's bring it on, man. More cyberpunk games. Let's do this shit. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Peter Molino's Twitter was hacked and they posted like a fake retirement. announcement which is just ridiculous and kind of funny um actually i saw somebody tweet in response to that that peter molino broke another promise oh (laughs) that's harsh right but i mean you and I both have like a respect for Peter Molino and the games that he tries to make. But at the same no. time, he does have that reputation of being like overly ambitious. Yes, I I mean he a word that comes to mind when I when I think of of Peter is passion, you know? He is he is definitely 
unbelievably passionate about developing games, making games, pushing the boundaries of games. And, you know, sometimes, yes, that that passion can be a little oversold to the general public. And I think that has gotten him some some, you know, uh, fiery feedback here and there. But but overall, I, I genuinely have enjoyed most all of the games that he has put out and uh yeah i do have respect for him as a developer and i can understand why there's a lot of people out there that do kind of uh give him a very hard time for some of the stuff he says because there are times where you're like well this isn't quite what he was talking about but it's still really cool on its own so i can forgive that right but yeah i can understand how there's a lot of people that have been less forgiving yeah i'll say that yeah um let's see oh okay so this year is pokemon's 20th anniversary nintendo is going whole hog with pokemon stuff they're releasing they're re-releasing pokemon blue pokemon red and pokemon yellow also green in Jap- uh, japan but not here because we never got green version um they're also releasing a game called Detective Pikachu, which the trailer that they put out for this is amazing because they made it look exactly like Sherlock, the BBC series, just with Pikachu as Sherlock. And he's, you know, going around talking to people like in Japanese because it's a Japanese trailer with a dark deep male voice uh which has been like the internet's been exploding about that and it also spawned this petition that's been put up on change.org to have danny devito voice pikachu for this game if it gets a western release and somebody even went so far as to take Danny DeVito dialogue from, like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Batman and different things and put it into that trailer as Pikachu's dialogue t- as, like, a, a mock-up of what it would be like with Danny DeVito voicing Pikachu. And it is amazing. That is awesome. I'm on board. Let's do it. I, that just sounds fantastic. I'm totally there. Like, let's seriously make this happen. I'm totally right? fine with this. Green light, 20 games. Let's do it. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Did you have any other news or anything else you wanted to talk about? Or do you want to move uh, into the the big cup of it all? You know what? We're We're getting on the time, so let's move into the big thing. I feel like we could talk about an hour just about the beta for the division. You, you know, we really which is, could. Which is what we're going to be talking about. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Do you want to start us off with just your initial opinions, experiences, or, or whatever else you have? Uh, my initial thought on the division is thank you, Ubisoft. This is the game that I've been waiting for. Uh, yes, uh, I I completely agree with you. I, I I you know, there's things that I don't know, not problems, but there's always things that you want in a game, and 
you know, I'm still very corrupted by Star Wars Galaxies. I thought that was just absolutely incredible, the level of, of things that were in that. And so this game definitely hits on a lot of things that I want. There's still some other things that I wish could have been in the game, which maybe will come later, but I doubt it. And, and I'm okay with that because I had really, really high expectations of this game. And and that really started to scare me as we finally start to narrow in on, on an actual release because this game's been in development for like six or seven years at this point. It was actually in development, uh, I think, before Destiny even was or, or it started like right around the same time that they started development on Destiny. And, you know, here we are a year later and, and we're finally getting the game, uh, whereas Destiny has, has come out a year prior to that. Um, but with that being said, you know, I was, I was getting really nervous as we approached the, the launch date of March 8th because my expectations are so high that I'm like, okay, there's just no way this game is actually going to be able to live up to it and deliver it. And was I absolutely wrong? Uh, <laughs> completely, completely wrong. This game is absolutely just from what, what small, tiny little table scraps, you know, Ubisoft has given us with this beta has been enough to be like, yes, I'm, I'm throwing money at you now. And uh, as long as you continue on the path that that you have here, I will probably continue to throw money at you. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So uh, overall, I I will say that uh, I feel like there's a few things that we need to maybe clear up prior to the launch, uh, which is that this game is not really a shooter in the sense of most other shooters. Uh, This is very much a shooter-based role-playing game or a shooter based with uh, rpg mechanics right so you will not be having uh, weapon responses in terms of lethality or you know however you want to say that being lethal responses with weapons like you get out of you know rainbow six or arma you know or any other military-based simulation game like that is not this game right this game is a very beautiful blend of shooting mechanics with role-playing mechanics. And by far, I think it's probably the best representation of, of breeding those two types of genres together that I've ever seen. You know, I have to agree with you. Um, if, if people need sort of a point of reference as to like what this game is like, it's kind of like an MMO version of Mass Effect but with more of like a down to earth setting like it, the the shooting and stuff reminds me a lot of the mass effect games you know i didn't even put that together but now that you mention it i i definitely agree with you that is a very good very good reference point for for someone who hasn't played this i was leaning more towards uh things like gears of war in terms of just the overall gameplay mechanics obviously not the game world by any stretch of the uh, imagination and uh, i was also feeling a little bit of a third person shooter game so like metal gear solid uh, 5 that came out you know it's an open world uh that one's a little bit heavier on stealth and um, you know, it's it's a little bit closer to what you would actually expect from from certain weapons and stuff. Like you can drop one, you know, an enemy with a, a well placed headshot. Uh, that is not necessarily the case with the division. You know, it it, it is a numbers based thing that you know you you traditionally see in a in a standard role playing game. But nevertheless, I heard a lot of a lot of people online were kind of upset and complaining about this even before the beta was accessible for people to actually play 
And they were saying stuff, you know, like, oh, well, it's just too unbelievable. It's not going to, you know, it's going to take me out of the game, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, we've been playing shooter games for a long time. And, I mean, even when you play Call of Duty, I mean, you're taking multiple shots and doing stuff like that that you would never take in real life. And, you know, right. uh, that never becomes an issue for me with this game. I, I never felt, you know, like, oh, I can't get into this because it's not realistic enough with shooting a guy in the face. Like, no, we all play games. You're all used to playing games that have this type of scenario in it to where you do a boss battle or you fight you know stronger level npcs that don't go down with the swipe of your sword i mean i'm sorry but if you're walking around with an 80 foot chainsaw and you hit you know a a little dumpling child or whatever sprite they have in the game and it you know it doesn't get exploded in half like you're not going to be like oh well that wasn't realistic enough like you know what i mean and and there's been tons and tons and tons of shooter games where this is the same thing like you know and and I mean, I just think that's such a cop-out. And, and if you're not going to pick this game up or or at least even give it a shot because of that, you know, I mean, that's fine. That's your choice. But I really think you're missing out on something special here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, Ubisoft also uh, detailed some of what the season pass is actually going to be getting us yes yes, because that's been a big um concern for people because they're selling the gold version of the game which comes with the season pass uh so the first expansion they're calling underground which opens up um uncharted territory underneath new york city so, like, the sewers and the the subway are probably heavily going to play into that expansion, which sounds cool. Um, we get to play a little bit in the subway and sewers in this game. I traveled around a little bit during the beta this morning in the sewers and stuff, and it, it was really cool. Uh, the second one, however, sounds just crazy. It's called Survival, and it's going to turn the entire map into the Dark Zone. Right, which uh, that... um, Okay, so the Dark Zone, I'm sure at this point everybody's aware, but that's an area that that you typically go into. It's something that seems like it's kind of more aimed at their uh, kind of in-game content than just your standard, uh, you know pvp it's not it's not exactly like destiny where you can just hop i mean you can hop into it anytime but it's not like destiny where or at least it's not like destiny how it used to be where it's like you know the the crucible was its own standalone stuff and you know it had its own currency and all that sort of stuff that is kind of the case with this but it seems to me like a lot more of your in-game content is going to be people jumping into the dark zone uh versus just people playing through the campaign so and the reason that I say that is I, I think mostly because, you know, you're going to go through the whole campaign and then you're probably going to jump into the dark zone. But it's not just player versus player. Like, you can literally go in there and and never fight another person. Like, you can literally go in and combat NPCs and get loot and work together with tons of other people. That hasn't necessarily been my experience with it yet. But, I mean, I could see that happening. Uh, I think our first time in, you know, we ended up in this huge, like, I don't know, I would say it was like 12 to 15 people just all going crazy and shooting at each other and, and 
just being super Daisy-esque where, you know, it's like there's a lot of tension. Like when you see another operative and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like is this person – this person's being sketchy. Like I've got to put – got to put him down. Like why are you looking at me funny? Like it really <laughs> does have some pretty high stakes and, and some serious tension. So applying that to the whole world where you're used to feeling safe – I can see that being really intimidating and, and really intense, and that could be a really good thing. But I can also see that potentially being really, really bad because there are people that just want absolutely nothing to do with player versus player content. Right. So I'm really, really, really curious to see how exactly this is going to work. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that they'll have like an opt-in option. I almost feel like they're going to have to have that because I really feel, especially with the game being set up so much so that there's such a, a, a wide difference between the two areas. Uh, I mean, you have different currencies, you have different levels, uh, you know, you have your standard level, you have your dark zone level. You know, I mean, I don't see a way that you really do this without allowing people to opt into it to where people are going to be really happy with that especially if you have let's just say that this is a magical place and the numbers are split 50 50 but you know you've got half of your of your group of gamers that are buying this game specifically just for the single player content that will quite frankly hardly ever or never touch the pvp stuff and so like you don't want to alienate them you know, but I can also see the excitement of saying, okay, people who love the Dark Zone content, you can experience this throughout the entire map of New York. You know what I mean? Like the entirety of our of our gaming world space. And and I could see that being really cool it, yeah. because it does add a, a tremendous level of, of suspense and, and just keeps you on edge. And it's very engaging gameplay. So I definitely am curious to see how it pans out. But that's pretty badass so far, so. Yeah, I, you know, I absolutely agree with you. Um, the Dark Zone is definitely a different beast than the normal zones in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually had a lot better time in the Dark Zone than you did, it sounds like. Um, I extracted zero enemies showed up, and, like, no players showed up try to do anything, and I haven't been back since just because oh, we, I was like, oh, I had a perfect run. And that's and never going to happen again. Is done. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going out on top, on top. Hell yeah. No. Yeah. I won't, I won't say that, that, you know, we certainly, I was in a group of, uh, with four of our, um, four of our gaming buddies and, uh, you know, we certainly had our times, you know, where we had no, we, you know, we were still on edge the entire time, but nothing happened when we were extracting. Yeah. Uh, we had one time in particular where I felt like a colossal piece of shit doing this. But at the same time, you know, I, I, this is a case where I would say I only watched Band of Brothers. So this other dude got <laughs> wasted like a fool because there was, there was four of us. And there was, you know, the this one other random guy, and he, you know, he's showing up non-hostile. You know, it's like this is non-hostile operative, and we're like, okay, cool. But of course, all of us are still, you know, spread out around him, and like guns are just straight up pointed at him, ready for this yeah. dude to twitch wrong, sneeze wrong, <laughs> write a letter wrong. I don't know what he was going to do, but if he would have done anything, we would have dropped him, right? Right. So then we're sitting there, and we're just talking, and we're we're waiting, you know, the minute and a half, and then it kind of one of one of the guys was like, well, wait a second can't only four people extract things at, on one extraction? 
And then we're like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. I think you're, I think you're right. You're, you're, are, are you right? I don't know. Are you right? I think you're right. Yeah, you're totally right, right? And we're all like, yeah, you must be right because that's all we've ever seen go out at one time. And so this guy is standing there and we're like, well, hell, this isn't right. Like this is our extraction. Like we've been waiting here. This guy came up like, you know, just a, a few minutes, you know, like whatever, like halfway through our, our waiting process of the extraction. Why should he get to use our extraction rope? And we like right as the rope dropped, all four of us just dropped the guy throw our gear on and then start Man. hauling ass away from the the extraction zone because now we're rogue and we're waiting for our rogue countdowns to to count so i felt really bad about it on one hand but then on the other hand i'm like dude this guy's not with me i don't know him i don't owe him peace out dude and i feel really <laughs> bad because that guy didn't even have a chance like he literally was in the middle of a of a firing squad of death Oh, like just man. unbelievable, and I felt so, and I still feel bad. I don't know who the guy is, or else I'd directly apologize to him by name. But uh, just a word to the wise: if you are trying to take an extraction when there are four people there, I would recommend just not going anywhere near them. Right, just for your own safety. And he had a loot bag on. We we definitely saw he had loot to extract. We didn't just shoot some unlooted guy. Like no, he definitely was probably going and you know it's gonna be really bad if they're like no you can extract as many things as as possible (laughs) and you know it's like well you didn't explain that in the tutorial and this fool died because of it so that's that blood is on your hands ubisoft that digital blood belongs to you no matter how bad i feel about it (laughs) yeah so that was that was kind of my time in, in the dark zone. You know, we did that, and then we also uh, we also grouped up uh, just me and uh, this other guy named Cap. Um, I don't know his full gamer tag because I just kind of met him through uh, Powie, which is another one of the guys in our gaming group. But he's a really cool dude. I, I enjoyed gaming with with him, mm-hmm. and uh, he, I kind of joined up with him later on. I, you were there, like it was when you and, and Angela were on, and then you guys were right. hopping off because we couldn't we couldn't go into the zar- to, uh, I cannot talk. We couldn't go into the dark zone together because you were in a different level class than what we were, and right. so you know he and I went in there, and then after you guys had got off. We were like, okay, well, you know, we're in here. What are, what are we going to do? So we decided to start bounty hunting rogue agents. And we spent nice. our entire time just literally going around looking for rogue agents to put down. And, man, did we put some people down hard. It was so much fun. Like, oh, so awesome. That sounds like, amazing. Right? And, like, I'm so excited for that element of it because it's like, dude, that's so cool where you can actually – and you actually get rewarded for it too. So, like, it's not just, like, this thing where it's, like, you're just trolling people. Yeah. Which, you know, you're kind of not anyway because they kind of started it because they obviously shot somebody first. Not right. to say that there aren't situations where – we had plenty of situations where that happened by accident where, you know, we were firing at somebody and then some other random schmuck was happened to, you know, walk across the background of this gigantic firefight like nothing's happening in the middle of the road and you know a bullet took a bad hop and hits him and then all of a sudden you're a rogue agent so that kind of (laughs) sucks and can happen but yeah we totally had this idea to like just start tracking down and spending our time hunting only rogue agents what's inside of the the dark age and i would imagine there's going to be a lot of group of people that go on there they're like we're just going to go rogue like we're going to literally just be those guys that camp extraction points and then we're going to just put these fools down and steal their loot it's yeah. gonna happen there's i don't oh, see it like i've is. played day z i know the way people are and they that they will kill you for your can of beans 
Don't ever <laughs> trust him. Don't trust him. If you don't know them, the rules of strangers apply. Don't go into their vans for candy. Don't go in the woods with them. You know, go home to your loved ones. You know, just stay safe in the dark zone, people. That's my advice. Stay safe. That's my PSA for the day. Stay safe in the dark zone. Absolutely. But it would be – oh, sorry. Go go ahead, and then I'll come back to this. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say I I definitely look forward to just running around the dark zone, being the law in there, like putting down rogue agents. I really think that – and I could be wrong. I hope they do something with this. But I really think Ubisoft's almost missing an opportunity to do something so cool here of creating dark zone factions where, like, you can literally – like declare an, an you know an alliance to you know the rogues or you know I don't know what you would call it the standard division ops whatever but like yeah. dude it would be so fucking cool if you could put bounties on other people's heads and and the only time it would like allow you to uh, hunt them is like if they had loot. Oh, because wow. without the loot, without the loot, they could just be seen as like, or, or maybe not that. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's a mechanic they could put in there, but like something to make them only available to that benefit. Because you don't want to necessarily have one. And, and that's the other thing is like when you go rogue, it's kind of like being a you know an undercover agent. So like not everybody knows that you're a double agent, right? So you've right. got to keep that element in the game somehow. But if you could do that, it would be so fucking cool to be able to declare an alliance and and get like certain things like you know like uh cosmetic items like you could maybe only get a certain jacket if you were like you know a fifth level bounty hunter or some shit with inside of the dark like dude i just think that would be so cool and i you know again maybe it happens maybe it doesn't if it doesn't the game's still great i'm still gonna love playing the hell out of it uh like (laughs) almost everybody in our gamer group that i know is on board with this and so like dude i'm just so stoked for this game to get fully launched and to come out like i think it'd be so cool I don't know what I've been, I've been like going nuts over here and I could talk about this all day, but like, <laughs> what are, what are some of your experiences that you've had that maybe you want to share with us real quick here? Uh, or is there anything specific about it you want to talk about? Or, or, you know, is there any, you know, thing in general about it that, you know, you want to clear up for people that maybe haven't gotten into the beta, anything like that? Uh, God, they're really like it. It's basically exactly the game that I was expecting. Like, seeing things on the game, I knew exactly what I was getting. Um, I would have liked it if they had some of the... Some more of the game features in the beta. Like, they didn't... They don't have the crafting. uh, They only have a couple of the skills. They don't have any of the perks that go with those skills. Mm -hmm. Um... But, like, you can kind of go into those menus and, like, see what's going on with some of that. So it Mm -hmm. looks interesting. Um, I really enjoy that your appearance has nothing to do with your stats. That's just a brilliant thing that every game should do. Um, You said something really funny about your guy's appearance, and I would like you to repeat it because I thought it was brilliant. But you named two people specifically who your uh character that you know was very limited in this beta process looked like so if you would share that with everyone now i think that would be hilarious right so when you start the beta you create a character and 
they're obviously going to have a character creation tool in the game. For this, they pared it down to just randomly generating a character, which I think they only have like a couple templates that yeah. you could cycle through when you hit random, so it's not completely random. Right. But my first one that I got, uh, I fucking hit random. The dude popped up on my screen, and I was like, oh my god, I just made Liam Neeson. And I was super stoked. I was like, done. Don't have to go any further. This is my dude that I'm playing. And then load into the game world, and I start looking at him, and I'm like, oh my god. He kind of looks like Keanu Reeves, too. Like, this is the love child of Liam Neeson and Keanu Reeves. I am the law in this place. And I absolutely couldn't agree with you more. It absolutely looks like that. It totally does. And and you're right. This was very, very limited in terms of the character creation. And they've said that they're going to have a very robust character creation for the full game. So sleep a little bit easier. Oh, yeah. Well, well, now, though, I'm... I'm going to have to take screenshots and recreate my Keanu Reeves Liam Neeson character. Oh, I know, that's right? just too amazing. Can't You can't lose that. I mean, shit from God to John Wick. I mean, I think they've covered every <laughs> type of character of badass that you could play in, in, in a film between exactly. the two of them. Yeah, so what else? What else you got? What other experiences did you have with this? What other you know topics did you want to uh, clear the air about or talk about with it? Um, well, I've been trying to hit the level cap of, which is eight for the beta. Um, so yeah, I've been doing the standard zones, every mission that I can do. Um, they had one side mission so far that I did. Um, they have random encounters throughout the map and the one story mission that they included in the beta and mm-hmm. all of them were fantastic. Like, it's all varied. Um, they all seem very distinct. Um, I like I like the intel part of the game. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Like with the echoes and like finding the uh, agent traces and stuff. Like that all is really interesting, and I I hope that they have a lot more of that in the full release, which I'm sure they will because it seems like a pretty big part of it. They have a whole sub-menu just for Intel. Um, Yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be a a really big part of the game. Um, And like you said, there is a lot of things that that are kind of missing right now. And I feel like I feel like this beta was actually more about clearing the air about the dark zones because I feel like they maybe thought that people were like... Well, not only that, this is... This game is going to be really uh, narrative-heavy. Like, they're really focused on telling a really good uh, story with this, which is something they typically do in in Tom Clancy games, uh, which makes sense because, you know, he was a a novelist, so, of course, he wrote a lot of stories. So staying true to that element of it, I think, was really important for them, and and I think they're also trying to hide a lot of that with the beta. I don't think they really wanted to give too much away. They wanted to just give you a, a really small sample of what the narrative was, but... I feel like it was mostly to clear the air on what the dark zones were, uh, how they functioned, what you were going to be doing there, and, you know, to really kind of put people's mind at ease and say, you know, this isn't 
maybe what you thought it was going to be, and we really want you to spend a lot of time with it so that you're comfortable with it, you're familiar with it when the game finally launches uh, in, in yeah. about a month at this point, a month and a couple of days, so or a month and a couple of weeks, whatever. Right. I You know, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I feel like this beta was mostly to get people to understand what type of game it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of, of games that it, it, you know, it's supposed to be or, or what it actually is, uh, there's been a, a tremendous comparison between uh, Destiny and The Division. And um, did you want to talk about that for a little bit? Do you Do you make the same conclusion or, you know, what's going on in your mind with that? Uh, Mechanics-wise, they are very similar. Like, I absolutely agree. They are similar games in that, you know, you have stats that go into the damage that you do when you shoot and all of that sort of thing. With Destiny, it's kind of veiled a little more because it's a fantasy fantasy sci-fi setting. So you're shooting aliens in the face. Who knows how many shotgun shells to the face those aliens could take. Um, With the division, it doesn't have that veil because these are more or less normal people that you're going against and shooting in the face. So mm-hmm. there, I can understand why some people would be like, oh, you know, that's weird. I don't really like that. That's cool. You know, you're absolutely entitled to your opinion. So it's not a game for you. It's a game for me and for Richard. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. that's <laughs> you don't have to buy it. It's cool. Um, I would I would say at, at least try to give it a chance though before you just write it off for something you think is going to be a problem. Just at least give it a shot and see if it is because I actually found that that made the firefights even more enjoyable for me uh, and made it more intense because it, I knew that I was going into a situation where I couldn't just pop off one round from a sniper rifle from eight hundred feet away and end the engagement. You know what I mean? Like right. And, you know, in a lot of shooters, that is the case. So I find myself playing a lot of shooters from a distance with sniper rifles, and I'm just naturally drawn to that anyway. But that is one of the things that I really like the most about this is that this was not that type of game and that it very much was this perfect, in my eyes, a very perfect blending between shooting mechanics and, and RPG mechanics. Um, and, and that's, you know, again, I agree with you. If it's not your cup of tea, that's fine, but at least, at least give it a chance before you write it off from that standpoint, you know, just for your own sake, because you might try it and you might actually find that you, you really enjoy it from that standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so one thing that I do really enjoy about this game is, Mm -hmm. um, you can actually destroy other people's equipment, like NPCs equipment. Mm-hmm. So a couple of times I've accidentally shot a grenade in an enemy's hand and like yellow markers show up when you actually do this. And then, you know, the grenade will go off in that person's hand and happen mm-hmm. to them instead of them throwing it at you. Where it was really apparent, though, is with the cleaners. I don't know if you've fought yep. any of the cleaner faction. They have giant tanks 
on their backs because they run around with fucking flamethrowers. And if you shoot those tanks on their backs, they'll burst and fucking explode, causing AoE damage, which is just the most satisfying thing I have found in this game so far. Well, and, and it's funny because, yeah, that that totally is. And, I mean, that is kind of closer to what you would expect to happen in, in a real-world situation if you shoot somebody. The other thing, too, is there's times where they go to throw grenades and yeah. you shoot them and they just they drop the grenade, which would most likely probably happen. So that's the thing. You can't just say that there's absolutely no realism in the engagements. Um, like every single weapon I saw in here is, is actually based off of and named off of the real weapon. So, yep. like, they have the, you know, the M4, the police variant of the M4. They have the SCAR, like, they, the, the, the FAL, the MP5s. Like, so, I mean, like, there is a, a certain level of realism that's there. And even, you know, in the in the combat, there's still a, a lot of areas where that's the case. And when you do get to a certain level and you're fighting stuff below you, yeah, you can still totally drop, like, a level 4 with one sniper round. Because usually when you hit him in the head, it, it you know, gives you a critical... Um, you know, so I mean, there, there's a lot of that too, to yeah. be fair as well. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know anything else with the Destiny comparison that you want to clear up real quick, or? Um, well, I mean, the biggest difference between them is Def- Destiny is largely a first-person shooter, whereas this is a third-person shooter. Um, there's a lot of tactical stuff going on in the division. Whereas with destiny, most of the time it's running and gunning, dodging bullets, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine. It's sure. That's absolutely. enjoyable. I love yeah. playing those types of games, but I also really enjoy the more tactical shooting experiences. Yeah. And I, I feel like with destiny, I feel like you can have your fire team, you know, either the three or the six, whether you're doing a individual or a raid. And for the most part, you can kind of do your own thing and not really worry too much about, you know, dying. But with the division, like you really do need to work together with your fire team to coordinate your, your skill sets and, and your loadouts and everything, which that's another really great mechanic behind the division is that you can change those at any time on the fly. Like those are not locked in they don't cost you money to respec like you you know if you jump into a group of friends and you're a support role and then you realize hey like three of my buddies are running you know the support maybe i should switch over to you know a healer you can do that and and that makes the game just instantly so much more enjoyable for me um because you know i typically do like to play support more than anything else i know you typically play a tank and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but there's times where you need to make, you know, those decisions and you need to adjust for that. And so having the freedom to finally be able to do that, I think, is a really, really smart and unique move for them. And I think they've done it, you know, very, very well uh, with the division or with Destiny and the division. I would say there's a few differences in the fact that they both revolve around weapons. But I mean, I would say for the most part, that's pretty much where the line's drawn. Like there really isn't a lot of direct comparisons if anything i would say that you could direct uh more comparisons between destiny and warframe than destiny and the division um they're really not that similar they're very very different games and so you know i just uh kind of want to clear that up because i feel like that's something that a lot of people have made that connection to so oh absolutely so we actually did uh, you put out a call for some questions about the division oh, beta. We actually I did. did get some questions I did. from, oh. uh, from so, Ramon for, for Garcia. 
some Geek Elite Radio listeners? Yes, we did. Awesome. Uh, his first question was, was it sexy as fuck? Yes, uh, it absolutely is. The The graphics that were shown off at the original uh, E3 demonstration was obviously on a very high-end computer. And, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I never expected the graphics to look 100% the same from, you know, that early in the development to what's going to finally be released on consoles, nor would I expect really high-end PC-spec gaming computers to generate the same graphics as a console. Mm-hmm. It's just never going to happen, folks. With that being said, though, the game still looks great on the PS4, and quite frankly, let's just all be honest, Like, very, very few of us are actually playing the games for their graphics. There's right. probably some some visual, you know, pixel files or whatever you want to call them out there that do that. But the bulk majority of people, as long as it looks good, you know, it's more about the gameplay. It's more about the fun you're going to have. And, and this game delivers on all of those fronts. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. So, yes, it is it sexy is in as fact fuck. approved as sexy as fuck. So there you go, Ramon Garcia. Do we have any other ones? Oh, yeah. He has more questions. Oh, oh. Oh, so these are still from Ramon Garcia. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. Let's do this. All right. So also, what is the likelihood of running into other groups? In, okay, just in general? Well, um, you can run into people all over the world uh, in the standard areas of gameplay. And uh, I would say the chances of you running into people in the dark zone are very, very high. And uh, as you know, I stated earlier in my public service announcement, stay safe because they will want to F you up. It, it does seem like the, the normal open world is more instanced. So like the people in your squad will show up in that world. I don't think I've seen anybody else in the normal areas. Uh, but in the dark zone, yeah, you'll definitely see other people. You never went back over to Hudson Bay, did you? I, After I, you started? Well, I did. That I was about to get to that. Within the like safe areas, uh, the, the common areas of the game, uh, other people will show up as well. Um, yeah. But other than that, I haven't seen anybody in the actual open game world. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and double check that because that's a good point you make there. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I do. I, I ran into a bunch of people in the dark zone, a bunch of people in. You're right. It does seem to be more in the in the restricted zone. So I'm going to have to definitely go back and check that. Uh, the other thing I, that I will comment on real quickly that uh, I think this kind of lends itself to is that this game blows every other game in the history of gaming out of the fucking water for keeping you connected and connecting you with the people that you want to play with in your teammates. Like by and far, I really wish every other developer out there looks at this game and goes, holy shit, the division's doing it right by allowing you to, you know, if you need to go back to base, you just fast travel to base and then you fast travel back to where one of your teammates are. And if you guys, you know, decide to go off and explore the world on your own, hey, guess what? As long as you're not in the dark zone, you can fast travel to that person. In the dark zone, I totally get it. Like you need to stay together as a group. You need to work together as a group to get out of there, to get your gear out of there. Totally makes sense there. But when you're in the rest of the world, there is almost zero restrictions um, 
with getting you to and from your teammates and places you want to go. And, and it's so easy to, you don't even have to send invitations to people. Like you can literally just go into your group menu, join on this person, be in their group and then go about your gaming. So like getting in and out of this game, so much better than just about any other game I've ever seen. So, so from that standpoint, kudos, kudos. Oh, absolutely. And I, another thing that I really enjoyed about this game there doesn't seem to be like any loading unless you're fast traveling. Like they do a really good right. job of very, very little everything smooth. Like when you go into your base of operations, for instance, you can run pretty much throughout the game. But once you enter uh, like your base of operations, which is a single area just for you, like mm-hmm. no one else can go into your base of operations. It slows you down. You can only walk through the entranceway, which I'm pretty sure is a clever trick that Ubisoft yeah. put in so that it can load you into your own instance without it um, being noticeable. Absolutely. But once you're in there, you can run around and do everything you want. And, and Oh, absolutely. yeah. You never have like a yeah. loading screen or any of that. So that's really awesome. To counter that a little bit and to and to be potentially fairer, um, we obviously don't have access to the full map yet. We we are given a very limited space within the the beta. Now, when you go into the dark zones, it does load you twice. It loads you into a little safe de- decontamination area with a with a vendor, and then it loads you into the actual dark zone. Now, what I think might potentially be happening in the full game is that the you know map that they have of new york might be like sectioned off into grids or 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 specific Mm -hmm. areas now there may be loading when you go from one of those areas to another there may not be we do not know that yet so i just i just want to be fair with that because that is a possibility yeah very true yeah you're absolutely right i'm just saying in my experience no totally fantastic but even then, the the game space that's there in the beta is is a very very large game space, uh, and you're going in and out of buildings with seemingly zero load time. Uh, yeah. So again, absolutely, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. It is incredible. It's it's very very well done. Uh, let's see. He also asks, "How's the balance?" Um, I'm assuming he's talking about like pvp balance here would be my guess that would be my best guess as to that uh i would say combat balance probably uh yeah i mean it i wouldn't really it's it's kind of difficult to say how it's balanced against npcs because i mean typically they're you know designed to be a challenge and uh, that's a good thing Uh, in terms of the pvp areas i didn't encounter anything that i thought was unbalanced like they're you know, wasn't really a time, you know, it gets unbalanced in the sense of you being in the dark zone alone or wandering off by yourself. But if you stay together and work as a team, you will have just as much chance of survivability as everyone else does in the dark zone. Now, you know, and they, they also do try to section the dark zone off, at least seemingly in the beta, there's a entry level dark zone, which is levels one to seven. And then Mm -hmm. there's the secondary uh, dark zone, which is eight to 12. Um, 
you know, it's really difficult to tell what other people's levels are, especially when you see them. I, I don't remember ever seeing any direct identification as to what their levels were, but there was never a time where there was never a time where I felt something was unbalanced or unfair that happened. There was certainly times where I got a little heated that I died and lost gear that I really wanted when I was trying to extract it. But that's just because in that moment they were actually better than I was, you know what I mean? And that happens. And the other thing that I would mention in regards to that is um, that goes along with it is the, the lag time in the game. I, I don't think I've ever seen lag in this game period. I've never seen somebody glitch and teleport. And that's not to say that it's not going to happen. That's just something that's pretty uncommon in gaming, and it's really uncommon in betas. So, I mean, that does give me a pretty good hope for, you know, the full game. But then again, it could be completely different by the time the game goes live. You're talking millions and millions of people playing, um, you know, so whether their server loads stay that way or not, I don't know. But for the beta at least and if it stays that way you know the lag's not really going to be too much of an issue either and one of the things that i i recall reading is that they were basing matchmaking off of uh, latency above everything else and then i think there was a secondary uh focus of you know your skills and play style and things like that so overall really good calls i feel being made with the game and and how it handles those things so i, I didn't experience that did you no, I, you know, I have not experienced any of the network issues that uh, plague other games. Like, no lag, no connectivity issues with other players. You know, it's, I've had a really good experience with this game so far in this Absolutely. beta. Um, yeah, so I'm just ecstatic for this game to release and his final question is did the burgers taste good uh well you know i enjoy burgers so i'm gonna say yeah they always taste good yeah i i have to agree the burgers are always tasty absolutely (laughs) fantastic thank you so much uh raymond garcia for your wonderful wonderful questions absolutely was there any other ones on there or or that we got that that was it easy enough easy enough well we are (laughs) at about a minute a minute an hour 30 so we should probably think about signing off here pretty soon yeah i'm i'm good with that i think we've covered a lot of things and uh you know we're gonna continue to move forward with the show and work on fine-tuning it and you know, I don't know. I mean, we, I, I don't have a problem listening to our podcast. Some people might. So I think, but I think for the most part, we are going to try to stay at the hour mark uh, just right. for the sake of everybody uh, listening. Unless, of course, everyone, you know, emails in is like, no, we want two hours. Well, then, you know, maybe we'll do it. But uh, for the most part, <laughs> I, I think we're going to try to stick to the hour going forward. But since this was episode one, I'm totally fine with an hour and a half. I have no issues with that. Yeah. Um, we could probably even find a way to list what time the division talk starts and you know if you want to go straight to that you can um you know i think that's cool so and i think we might try to do that for the future episodes when we're talking about multiple things just try to section off to make it a little easier and and things like that i always enjoy it when other shows do that so maybe that's something we'll try to do that is definitely a good thing for us to consider yeah 
So, you got any anything else you want to talk about real quick before we say our final goodbyes for this episode? No, I think that we pretty much covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Awesome. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, I would just say, you know, thanks for joining us on our first episode of Players vs. Pixels. Uh, we definitely look forward to connecting with the, the gaming community that's out there. We want to, you know, grow our uh, community of like-minded gamers as we explore the millions of digital worlds and and things that we're going to do throughout this podcast and so uh that's pretty much all i got for right now it's just thanks for listening everybody and uh you know we'll catch you on the next one but until then geek, geek out. out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program